Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. My name's Corey. Brett has decided to go on a bloody rooting bender, but as always, alongside me is the Vons Express. <laughs> That's right, Corey. Bretta is having sex this week. And uh, <laughs> how's that for a new intro? You'll love that one. But uh, hey, look, we had the second half of the first round of the uh, JLT Marsh Series, whatever you want to call it, Wizard Cup. But before we uh, have a review of those four games this weekend, Corey, where can listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, hit us up on Patreon and Twitter at SC Elites, Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. Now, Bumps, look, before we get into it, we're, we're always really big on dipping bread, especially when, you know, the reasons or excuses just come out of absolutely nowhere. How's this one? Yep. Message, message you, you know, I message us both every every week. So when can we record? Make sure it's alright, because you know I know you're reliable. Um, I can pretty much make pretty much make any time, but when it comes to bread up, oh, there's a lot of things, a lot of variables in there that we have to account for. <laughs> Blake just goes on a holiday up to the Gold Coast, doesn't let anyone know. <laughs> Does not tell one person. So a seven day sex bender. My main concern, Corey, who's looking after the dog, and is it getting walked? Uh, <laughs> And we saw pictures earlier in the week that Tom Duddy, yeah, as we like to call him here, um, maybe, maybe he's been left with the dog, Corey. Who knows? But my main concern is for the welfare of his uh, his pet dog there, Corey. He's dead dog. He's pet dog, not dead dog. <laughs> clear that up. I said right, okay. Dog. Yeah, okay. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, bloody hell. I couldn't believe it. Um, he's unbelievable. We've got the draft podcast later in the week, which he was meant to be a part of. Okay. Now. <laughs> now, now, just so that the Patreons out there, so for those that signed up for Tier 3, running the draft league this year, and um, you know, might have a few Tier 2s in there, depending on numbers, whatever, but look, we, we set this up, I texted Brett, hey Brett, Wednesday 7.30, um, 4th of March, you're good, yeah, I'll be part of the draft, be part of the draft. We find out yesterday, he's up in Queensland, hey Brett, when are you coming back for draft, you're going to be able to make it? Or, nah, nah I'm in Queensland, not going to be able to do it. Well, how about a fucking heads up, Brett? Didn't even recall accepting the draft either. <laughs> He's an absolute blog, Um But anyway, so, so we thought, look, we'll reschedule it because, you know, we had to. So we rescheduled for Thursday uh, about 8 p.m. and said to Brett, oh, Brett, uh, what are your chances of doing a Thursday? Oh, nah, man, me flights at 9 o'clock will be at the airport. Well, you know what? Brett's not getting involved in the draft this year. It's just me and you and Corey. No, it's useless anyway. Um... Where do we kick this off? Do we go the Friday night game first and then back to Thursday, or? Well, you, you sort of run the program here, mate. You're, you're the host. Can we go with the All Star game because we're not going to talk too much about it. What impressed you? What didn't impress you? Anything well, to take out of it? What didn't impress me was the fact that Dusty Martin just automatically gets any sort of medal available. So I'll tell you now, anyone out there who doesn't want a bit of a punt, any medal that's available, just unload on Dusty because even if he doesn't do uh, jack shit. He's, uh, he's getting it done. That was the Crips tackle on Bonson Pally. Now, you know there's been a long-standing uh, rivalry, I think, here between Crips and Bonson Pally. And how much I've hated Bont over the early part of his career, and I've constantly said from day dot, Crips will be better. And I'll tell you now, that was the moment that, that just about sealed it for me, Corey. Oh, I got so wet when I saw that. Uh, he, looks, he looks fitter, by the way. Yeah, Crips is leaner. Yeah. He certainly is leaner. Um, but... I mean, I mean, it was an all-star game. Look at, you know, everyone sort of dominated, didn't they? There were a lot of good players on the field. So, 
Um, you know, Josh Kelly, obviously brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I thought Whitfield's first quarter was absolutely off the charts as well. Um, they were just, you know, just players. And you know what? It's just good to see um, good players out in the park, isn't it? So I was a big fan, actually. Dangerfield as hungry as anyone out on that ground. Uh, and how is his power stance in, in the warm-up? Absolute cockhead. Like, fair dinkum. Absolutely loved him. As soon as he ran that tackle, locking Neil down the middle of the field, I'm just like, shit, this guy's this guy's ready. He's 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 in serious mode. He's been a big uh, advocator for this sort of state of origin stuff. So there were no surprises to see how serious he was taking down the park. Fantastic game, though. Absolutely fantastic. Was game. a good game for you. Yeah. A very, very good game of footy and, uh, yeah, gambled responsibly and had a couple of winners on the night too, so that was always good. Yeah, no, we did. And uh, my winner that night, I turned it into a double winner the next day on the old alligator blood for him. Oh, so the gator. Surprised you haven't even raised that to the oh, point. For those that are in the Elite's Patreon, not much more has to be said, but, oh, the gator. <laughs> anyway, moving back. Um, all right, let's go all the way back to Thursday. It feels so long ago now. Um, I didn't. I found this week a little bit tough to watch because, you know, last week I thought t- some teams could be a bit light on, mate. With all the stars out, it's so hard to kind of like get a bit of a gauge. Uh, just before we go, uh, uh, Damon Greaves, mate. He's uh, you reckon he's all but locked in now with Hardwick getting injured. Oh, has to. Um, I think I may have said in the review last week that he reminds me a lot of Hardwick, and then Hardwick's gone down for you know half a year, whatever it is. So. Pecking. For me, that's a like-for-like replacement. Mm. It's, uh, I think that's going to be a good one. That's your first 123K super value. And he's looked good too, so yeah, yeah, definitely can't complain. But we're talking about, what, West Coast and Essendon? Yeah. Is that the Thursday night game? It was. It does feel like a little bit longer, like a little while ago. Oh, Bomber supporters, a little bit optimistic after this too. It was really, really good to watch. <laughs> you know, he's very pure hardcore as a football, just almost get run down in the last... Oh, they're in for a bad year, I'll tell you that much, Bombs. <laughs> they're up and about the supporters, and uh, look, there's a few that have probably just dropped off again, and uh, a few that have hung around. So those that have hung around, good on you, because uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy giving Corey a lot oh, of sh- I'm glad when, oh, I can't remember who it was, shit, I really want to shout him out, it got stuck into me after they won as well on Twitter. It was that Damon Mahar, yeah. whatever it was, oh, was it him? Mate, oh, welcome. Yeah. I don't think it was, but welcome. No? Okay. No, I don't think so. He's been prominent, that guy, though. Yeah. Well, no, no, I don't think he's talking to us anymore. Welcome anyone um, who wants, is an Essendon supporter and wants to get stuck into me after they somehow, you know, snag a win against someone this season, too, so... <laughs> Um, but look, let's start it off. I was super impressed early with kind of that midfield group. Um, Parrish McGrath definitely took my fancy early, um, but I don't think they're super super coach relevant. The one I really want to talk about, Bombs, is Dev Smith, who hasn't played footy for a little while, didn't line up in the midfield in the first half, but I'm taking big ticks against his name um, after that second half football. That looked more, more or less like the midfield group they're going to run with for the rest of the year. And when he dropped 60-something points in the second half, 14 centre bounce attendances or something like that, um, and looked like he hadn't missed a moment of football from there. So, Devin Smith doing himself no harm in my super coach line. And six players to this point of the, the pre-season, Corey, have not left my state, have not left my team at any point. Dev Smith being one of them. So, been super comfortable with him all year. He's going to sit there. And, uh, look, we'll give Brett, uh, just we'll put Brett's opinion on here. For those that don't sort of follow him on Twitter or whatever, He's a big anti-Devon Smith fan for some reason. Uh, I can't quite work that one out because I think me and you are aligned, but um, he's probably going to end up being top six and we're only going to pay 330 for him. 
Yeah, Irving Mosquito didn't have a lot of game time, but he looked good while he was out there, so hopefully that's one that we can get kind of come round one. Um, BC, BZT, Brennan Zerk, Thatcher, um, the bzzzt. I think that's what we'll go for the rest of the year. Um, a little B sign. Yeah, yeah. Look, he yeah. didn't set the world on fire, but at 189k, he could be a warm body for us moving forward. Have you got him in yet? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had him in for a period of time. Yeah, yeah. a very, very reactive, Corey. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, he's been in for a period of time now. And um, look, if he's there round one, I like to look at it because they've uh, they've got Hurley. Um, but who else do they have in a key post back there? I mean, it's time they blood guys like this. Uh, I think they got rid of Hartley, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. So Hartley's not going to come back into that team. I mean, who else plays uh, key posts? Aaron Francis, kind of more of an interesting. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Ridley's a little bit small as well. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, we know. Well, we think Hooker's going to play forward as well. So I'm pretty comfortable with that chap. Um, and you know what? If he averages sixty to seventy, that's fine by me. I definitely take that every day of the week. I think even at 189k, um, if he's yeah, job security wise, he almost seems like one of the most reliable at the moment. But yeah, we're definitely paying up for him. I'm kind of getting annoyed. I wouldn't mind for a couple more 123s to just pop up and yeah, uh, have a little bit more cash coming out. I didn't mind Kyle Langford's game. I don't know if you noticed. I took him in the draft before. Um, no. Yeah, kind of a little bit of reach. Played on a wing, so impressed me. I didn't even realise he had 25. I was kind of yeah. Kind of like that. Uh, Will Snelling, mate. You reckon he could be a bit of a smoky? What's he worth? He's two hundred k or something. I'm uh, not going anywhere near it. I mean, is he even is he even on their list, mate? He averaged eighty two at the back end last year. Yeah, but is he currently on their list? I think so. I've got a feeling. I might have heard this somewhere. No, sorry, that was Lockyer. Sorry, I got that yeah, one wrong. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, you're looking at a Ford pocket player. We're not going to go pay Ooh. over two hundred k for it's a Ford pocket player. Ran quite a bit in the midfield. Even at the back end of last year. Yeah, but is he going to play in the midfield? Oh, well, there's shit. Someone's got to. I don't think so. I'd play oh, Zach Merritt out of the forward pocket. Yeah, see, that, that's that's a bit silly. Mm, shit, mate, too. So. Yeah. Look, a lot of these players, I don't think there's anything kind of relevant from this game, to be honest, but a lot of these players is going to have to be a wait for uh, the second the second match coming up when we've got some four-strength teams. Not that Essendon was really missing anyone, to be honest, but, yeah, what are they missing? Adam Saad? Yeah, that's it. The Irish lad, ah, Joe Dunaher. That's you know, top of my head. That's probably about it. Don't even know those two are in their best twenty-two, to be honest. <laughs> uh, oh no, nah, three twenty-one. Will Snelling is yuck. Nah. Yeah, I saw that he was quite expensive. Well, it's over three hundred, not two hundred. Yeah, no, I did have a look when he top scored. You know how reactive I am, Corey. Yeah. And I, I had a look. And I remember yeah, when I saw his price, so I was just like, no, thank you. But the one that did catch my eye, I'll tell you now, you're, you're screaming for a 123k. How's uh, BJ Williams, Corey? Oh, a from defender. Oh, Ruck defender. How was that? That's, uh, that could be some value. Yeah, and look, pretty much played key post as well. And they did have Schofield and Barras in the team. And Hearn was sort of floating around who, you know, generally might take on that tall uh, third player. Um, and, you know, he, he played, you know, key post and also, you know, chopped out in the Ruck a little bit. So... Um, 70 points from his uh, 70% time on ground. I think we might have been giving money. The most super coach relevant thing that you would have seen all night too is Jared Brander. <laughs> I don't know about relevant, Corey. I'll tell you now. I earmarked him for that wing role, but he didn't seem to play a lot of the wing role on the night, didn't he? And they didn't even have Gaff in the side. So who knows what's going to happen. But look, I think come round one, if he's still named, I'm probably going to take it, to be honest. Um, it's only 133, so it's only 10k up from... 
someone else potentially, and we'll just see what happens. Yeah, he did go to the wing right at the start, but yeah, it didn't look overly great. Um, Would love to see a second match from him, though. I mean, you know, second match, you know, just knock up 15, 16, 17 touches, knock out a 60, you know, 65-point game, and honestly, that'll be enough for me. I think sometimes we got... Sometimes every now and then we get like a really good rookie and then what it does is it puts the expectations on other rookies so high. Like, oh, why can't they just average 70, you know what I mean? And you've got to remember, a lot of these rookies, they're probably going to give us a 40 every third, fourth or, fourth or fifth week. Yeah, you can't get too greedy, can you? Yeah. Uh, I think uh, bloody Kelly's going to open up a massive role for Gaff on that wing. They're going to be scary this year. Yeah, give or take. I mean, you know I'm not sold on Kelly. You know, someone tried to go me in an argument the other day. Look, he's had 27 and a goal, 14 contested, six clearances, and he's only scored 100. Butchered a bit early. I liked it, man. I really liked the look of him, especially... But he's, he's, uh, he's butchered the ball his entire career, so I'm not sure. That, that shouldn't come as a surprise. I mean, how many times last year would he have a 30-touch game, a couple goals, and just tickle over the 100 points? You know what I mean? Look, I, I don't hate it. I think he's going to have a better year than he did last year. And that's, I thought, he's been yeah. very, very impressive. I wouldn't be surprised if he was their number one point scorer come end of the season. Yeah, look, he might be, but they don't have brilliant point scorers. Um, I still think Gaff will be the number one point scorer. Um, I don't encourage people to start the year with Tim Kelly. Uh, Nick Natanui, absolutely dominant early. What was he? It was on 38 at quarter time bombs. Mate, get around him. That's it. Played one quarter. You know, went out there the second corner and just kind of jogged around a little bit straight to the bench. We're good to go. Nick Nat looked on your side. Corey, not even a fucking chance. I'll tell you, 58 from 51%, it's actually not enough because he's going to play an average of 65% game time. So if you're thinking that that was an absolute electric game, he was probably on track to score about a 70 or 75. Yeah, um, just, on track to score 120 in yeah, the first quarter. Corey, don't do it. I mean, please. You've lost the plot, mate. The yeah, I, I can almost guarantee you won't start the year with Nick Nat in your team because you're not that stupid. Uh, you got Francis Watson yet? <laughs> I'll tell you now, the only place I've got him is on is on uh, is on your team, Corey. It's a it's a bizarre situation, the amount of love you have from him, but I'm not going so good if he was hundred and twenty three gay. Yeah. You'd be all over it right now. Oh mate, he would have been my first pick. <laughs> Before the preseason started. The circle of love. Yeah, fair enough, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, great. Now my freaking fan footy's going all the way back to last week. Can't catch a break on this stupid thing. That's all good, because there wasn't anything else relevant from the game, mate. Look, I'm being perfectly honest with you. Uh, yeah, I didn't mind it, though. It was a pretty, good, pretty entertaining game to watch. Yeah, good last quarter. Yeah. Uh, how's this? Didn't watch the GWS game, GWS and Sydney game live, so that was the most boring game to re-watch in the history of freaking man. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Um, John Dawson looked all right, mate. We'll start with Sydney. Yeah. Um, 25, what do you have? 19 touches, three goals. Oh, no, three free kicks. Sorry, no goals. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah. No, he's, he's going to be a solid player down back. I mean, I can't see how I can start the year with him. Um, I think there's better picks around him, and that's why I won't encourage people to select him. But, you know, you know people kind of want to go for it, and that's their prerogative, I guess. Um, what you do have to factor in, though, that 125 they, who didn't they have in that game? They obviously didn't have Jake Lloyd. And I think there was another one. Callum Mills, I believe, wasn't yeah, playing either. Yeah, he played JPK, I mean, I know he's not playing. Yeah, not, not really. JPK did play, but yeah, not really relevant to where Dawson's playing. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so Dawson, look without Mills and um, and Lloyd kind of floating around there, I'd, I'd get a little bit, uh, you know, pump the brakes a bit on that one twenty five. Need to see them with a full strength team too. Don't and he and he did play ninety one percent game time, which yeah. you know for me that's probably the highest I've seen in the entire preseason so far. I've seen a player I reckon go over ninety one percent, especially for someone who kind of plays the role that he does too. I mean, there's yeah. some of there's some of those other kind of abnormal names that, you know, have spent a little bit of time on ground. But he is an elite athlete, athlete though. Like, mm. tank. This guy's got a legit tank. Yeah. Um, There's a, a good stat filler as well. Too. Yeah, that's what I mean by stat filler. So yeah. you kind of look at all those kind of categories. You look at marks, tackles, you know, ability to kind of hit the scoreboard, kicks, hand, you know, disposal. Right? He kind of gets good numbers in each line, which I, which I think helps because it just helps that kind of slow, uh, gradual kind of build points as well if there's – if he's uh, not using it brilliantly, but he did go at 84% on the weekend. We got any update on Heaney? Um, not that I'm aware of. Wasn't he meant to be touch and go for round one? With the finger injury, obviously, it's why he didn't line up. So we'll, we'll wait and see what happens in the in the next game this weekend, I guess. Uh, icky. Um, Willie Gould, your boy. Mate, what a hit that was. Did you see that? You yeah. Oh, yeah. um, when, he, when he cleaned up the ball. I mean, fair. Very, very sort of tough, and I reckon he could have not touched the ball for the entire game, but would have been picked round one based on that sort of effort there. He's a he's a freaking unit, this guy. He went at a hundred percent by foot. Yeah, yeah, and look, sixty eight from sixty eight percent, didn't he? So um, good numbers, and uh, look, he's been sitting, I think, in a lot of teams because the community these days, Corey, they're pretty switched on. I think, well, relatively anyway, about what sort of rookies to be jumping on at what point. But I think he's been sitting in a lot of teams and. Um, I think he's probably going to be an on-field starter for a lot of people come round one. Yeah, Dylan Stevens, high half forward, high half forward, a lot of um, uncontested pill as well. Um, Thirty-eight from seventy-three percent game time. You worried there at all, or you need to see another game? Well, I don't, want, I don't want to see another game. There is so many more better options in and around his price. Like we could probably rattle off, I reckon, four at a minimum that I think would be better selections. Shit, I reckon if he comes out and scores 100, that'll change. Nah, look, it might, but um, nah. I haven't been running a team, and I haven't made a team with him since probably, I reckon, the very first team I put out there just because, um, you know, there was a lot of sort of talk around draft time about him. But, um, yeah, I've certainly got, got rid of him. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, I, was, I was disappointed. Another first-round draft. Yeah, I was going to absolutely whack you for this here. <laughs> for which one? Chatty Warner? Nah, no, it wasn't, no. I was, and I was saying that uh, I was going to say that Matthew Ling, the first round draft pick from a few years ago, been a bit of talk about him as well uh, yeah. um, as a defender option, and, and he didn't line up on the weekend. But yeah, go for your life on, on Warner, I guess. Yeah, how'd your boy Chatty Warner go? <laughs> I'll tell you now, Corey. He scored negative two. But you know what the beauty of this was? Oh, we have a few mic issues. Yeah, there, was that me or you? I don't think it was me, mate, because I'm I'm sitting perfectly still. Oh, that was crazy. All right, sorry, mate. Keep going. Um, it's unusual. We've got mic issues in Brett's not here because usually the Brett's... Maybe he's hacked them. He might have hacked them. It's either that or it's Isis, one or the other, Corey. Um, hey, he scored negative two, but you know what the beauty of this was, Corey? What, mate? He scored it on my bench, so I only scored zero. How smart's that? Oh, um, yeah, you get another run? Four touches, um, a mark. Uh, I mean, how do, you, how do you score negative two, really? It went at 50% too. It's not like every kick was a turnover. No, just two of them. Yeah, yuck. So, I mean, look, I've been saying to you kind of off here and to anyone that's, you know, within the inner sanctum of the, the Bombs Express team here, mate, 
I'm so worried about these cheap rookie yeah. These 123Ks, like, we're all trying realistically to get Marlon Pickett to our midfield eight spot. Now, midfield nine, 10, and 11, aside from maybe Buderick, because we, he's got mid-forward eligibility, aside from him, I mean, we're pretty much fucked at the moment. And, and I hope something comes out this next weekend because we are struggling big time because the names we've had, They've either put up, you know, 20s or 30s or negative twos in the uh, March series to date. So, Sydney's normally the team that gives it to you as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just, mate, what can we do? I mean, we'll have to, you know, cross that bridge, I guess, when the time comes. But, you know, this weekend's very, very important, I would have thought. What happened to all those Sam Jacobs lovers out there too? I think they may have uh, just retreated a little bit. <laughs> Obviously didn't set the world on fire. Um, yeah. Who who does Sam Sam fucking hell? Who does Tim Taranto's injury have the highest impact on? Um, yeah, good call. Um, who does? I reckon quite optimistic that they just might bring someone else in. Like you know, it might be your Hateleys. It could be you know your Hopper. You might be able to benefit a little bit. It could be the fact that they just play Tom Green. You know, they're notorious for taking these first-round selections, but taking a long time to get them in. But Tom Green did absolutely nothing wrong on the weekend and, and probably showed that he's got the ability to kind of play that role, albeit, you know, Sydney probably wouldn't go on helter-skelter. So let's see how he goes again this week. But if he can put up numbers like he did on the weekend, then, I mean, lock him in. He's going to be a very, very good footballer. Yeah, what are thoughts? I mean, I'm not buying into the talk at the moment that um, Toby Green's going to benefit not doing that. I think they've got enough pure midfielders to keep Toby Green as a forward. Well, he I, will have runs through the midfield, but I'm uh, if you go on if you go on the four hundred, I'm saying it's probably seventy thirty forward mid at yeah, best. I, I agree, and uh, obviously the talk in the preseason's been you know Cornelio is going to spend at least forty percent up forward line as well. So you know the natural kind of thing would be for people to say, hey, well, you know he's just going to go back into full time mid, but. You know, I did a bit of digging, Corey. He, he played 32% of game time in the forward line last year anyway. So if he's only gone up to 40%, that's only an 8% increase. You know what I mean? So um, I just wonder, you know, whether or not people are, are falsely buying into, into that as well. So I think that we're more likely to see the young brigade, um, particularly in the early part of the season. You know, GWS might want to expose some of these guys yeah. to see if they can find something for the back end because... I mean, I believe it, and probably you do too, that they are finals bound. Oh, they're, mate, they're top four lock. Yeah. Yeah. Bar injury, they're a lock for top four. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, Look at the peeps uh, getting on Naismith there. Yeah, yeah, 79 from 55% game time, Corey. Wow. Didn't and uh, you didn't see that, did you? I didn't even take it, pay attention to that it was only 55%. Yeah, might need to switch on, mate. I guess yeah, that's, no. that's what the I'm a big Naismith man, too. You are a big Naismith <laughs> man. And, you know, if I recall, we had conversations earlier in the year that if you wanted to run Nick Natanui... I would want Naismith up. You'd want bloody Naismith on your pine just in case. But the problem with Naismith... I mean, he's only 250k, but so you do have to spend up. You know, I played with it today... Naismith and Nick Nat is virtually just as expensive as Max Gorn and like a 120k rookie. Yeah, and especially if you get someone like Williams or Zeri in there now. Yeah. So is Naismith viable enough to run at a 
two? Have you got well, Williams? Probably not. And that might be a bit contentious, but it's purely just on games played. Like, I know that he's had, you know, who they got up there? I'm, I can picture his face, but I can't Carl get Sinclair. his name. Carl Sinclair. I know, that, I know he's floating around, but he's played 22 games since 2014. They so, yeah. Shit, I didn't realise that. Yeah, so, I mean, what do, you, what do you do with that? You know what I mean? Like They probably could have done with someone like Darcy Cameron from Collingwood. You'd yeah. Assume. Right now, I mean, right now, we could have been sitting on a 123K lock in the ruck, I would have thought. And I'll tell you, man, you probably would have even gone Naismith, ruck two, Darcy Cameron, ruck three. We could have been running that. Oh, how, I don't know how the fuck they fucked that up. I mean, they obviously thought they had the, the stocks there. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, what do you reckon of people, because inevitably they'll ask, Corey, 250K, on Naismith at Ruck 2, are you yes or no? Uh, if Sinclair somehow isn't in that side, I'm a yes. At Ruck 2? Uh, yeah, I'd, I could condone it. Yeah. I'd only do it if you had um, Cameron Williams or Cherry or whatever his oh, name is. 100%. Williams, Williams would have to be, one of them would have to be named. There's 0% chance of doing it yeah. if you don't get 123k named. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. There is, it, it's that thing. Something goes wrong, it's a double trade. Because that would save you 450 k and you could go get another one of these mid-prices because they're just flying around everywhere. You could probably almost even get two of them. Yeah, Hugh Greenwood or something. Yeah, Hugh, but you could, honestly, you could afford, like, if you did that sort of move, like, born down to Naismith, all of a sudden you've probably got the money to, if you don't have these players already, get, like, Devin Smith and Jack Stephen into your team. Yeah. Brayshaw, if he goes and runs. Or Brayshaw, yeah. 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 yeah, or Chera, or one of these kinds, yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. It's, I'll tell you what, it'll be very, very interesting come round one with this Sydney team. Um, and your boy, Ash, is it Lock, Lock, I thought it was Lockie Ash, but... Ash. Ash, Lachlan Ash. Um, uh, immediately into the team, Corey. Um, very reactive. I mean, the... No, but fair dinkum. I mean, we're looking for rookies, but his ball use... There is no way, and you, you spoke before, you told me, you know, who's going to, you know, get some more sort of minutes and all the rest of it because of Taranto. How about the fact Zach that, Williams. you know, Zach Williams is down with an injury again, and how about the fact that Heath Shaw's almost dead? Was that tendonitis too for Zach Williams, yeah? Something like that. Yeah, and that's, that's bad. That is bad. They can linger those things. And so I'll tell you now, Lockie Ash, he is like a 97% chance now to, to line up for me come season start. And I know my defence kind of looks a little bit expensive, but I've got Ash and Zerk Thatcher sitting in my uh, defence line at the moment. Yeah. Well, what, 190k for Ash? Yeah, defender mid, 193,000. It's a lot of money, but I'm comfortable because what... I saw with the eye test, Corey. We're big yeah. on the eye test. But the fact that he's got such a super coach friendly game, like he scored 63 fantasy points, but he went at 88 super coach. That's, that's a plus 25. You don't see that very often in players. Yeah, he was, he was very, very good. Um, anyone else super relevant to come express? Nah. Oh, I think the, the biggest takeaways, honestly, in this game was Naismith, you know, Dawson to some sort of extent. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, Ash and Green really pushing for, 
you know, starting kind of selections in our, in our squads or teams. Hey, I forgot to, forgot to mention one before with the West Coast uh, game. I was going to bring him up last. It was um, yeah. Josh Kennedy kicking six. Nah. The, the reason I did want to bring it up, this is their opening fixture. You ready? We're, they got Melbourne round one down here. Then they, uh, sorry, over there. Come down here for St. Kilda. Um, Geelong, Port Adelaide, Richmond's the tough one. Hawthorne, Frio, Sydney, Gold Coast Suns is their first 10. Yeah, you're pretty happy. Rest got 60 goals at the start of the season if he can play 10 games. I'll tell you this. I saw, because I've been telling people, you included, you know, jump on Tom Lynch. I reckon he's paying good odds for the Coleman. But Josh J. Kennedy, he's paying nine to ones. Is that simply because I don't think he'll play 22? I've got no idea. But with that fixture, I'm probably, I'm probably having a cheeky, you know, 20 on that. He's only 335k bombs. I'm not going to select him in Supercoach. I mean, how many players do we have, like, legitimately, that could break out? Like, we've just seen ridiculous numbers, and we're going to get to... I mean, we could spend any of an hour talking about Frio tonight because their entire list is just mid-priced players, and they all just popping off at the moment. And, yeah, we'll get to that at some point, but, my God, I mean... You line up Josh Kennedy's name next to some of these others that are around the same price, and I mean Josh Kennedy's probably the last one I'm selecting. Is it a worry that he only scored one twenty-two from six straight? <laughs> Is it a worry? Yeah, yeah. My God, that's a worry. Yeah, it's, it's not your tall forward that gets six touches and uh, sorry, six goals and twenty-three touches. That doesn't happen. He gets ten touches and six goals. That's just what he does. I would not knock any team for starting him. Especially I would. Fixture. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it, but I wouldn't knock anyone for doing it. Mm. His first reward. He's got sixty goals in ten games. You look like a genius. Yeah. He's the whole number one ranked forward. He'd be lucky to have thirty. Uh, what? Yeah, three game. That's that's still a lot. Yeah, that's heaps. <laughs> Damn, that's leading the Coleman. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, Freo and Carlton. This was another freaking very interesting game. Both teams. My God. What, Freo had how many out? Two? I had about four, five, I reckon. Yeah. Who played in the All-Star game for Freo? Uh, five. Is that it? And uh, Walters. Walters, that's right. But, yeah. um, Stephen Hill was obviously missing from this yeah. matchup as well. Um, and obviously Hogan with the uh, you know the mental health anyway, stuff that's going on. Play again. <coughs> um, yeah. And Carlton had a whole bunch out too, so it was... Yeah, Carlton had a lot more than I thought out, to be honest. It was when I was really going through it, I thought, gee, they're missing a fucking shitload here. Start with Dockers. Now, Corey. To the absolute dickheads out there. Brett. Brett. That say and I have to quote some of his tweets, Fair Dinkum. Oh, how about the people that said, oh, it's fucking fantastic that he got through the game? And he's just ridiculing them because it like he just got through the game. What did he want to fucking see, Corey? <laughs> I mean, do people have this expectation that if they don't score 140 points in a preseason the game, they're not selecting them? Like, what did he actually want to see? No, I'll I'll tell you, I've seen what I wanted to see. Uh, and I saw what I wanted to see. He's fine. His role is okay. You know, my heart skipped a beat every time he went down in a tackle or... You know, went to do something contested. Mate, he is, he is absolutely flying. And uh, I think I said it in one of our chats the other day. 
the thing that impressed me the most, he had a bit of spunk about him too. There was an incident where Kay Simpson got decked, and mate, he was just—he just went over there and just ragdolled the bloke. And to be fair, he ragdolled a bloke who's probably never played a game in AFL football in his life. Eight-year-old boy. Yeah, but I mean, it was—it was more or less a statement of saying, "Hey, I'm back in this team. I'm the captain, and and we're doing things this way." You know what I mean? I mean, I, I couldn't have asked for anything more. I think what you get as well from Dockers. I mean, people see the 69, they see 80%, oh, it's not fucking great. But the bloke went at 57%. That doesn't ever happen in games. Like, you look at his... Um, Bit of rust, just getting the rust yeah. off the tyres, mate. You look, at his, you look at his efficiency at the end of most games, handball and kicking sort of combined, and he's sort of like your 80-plus kind of player. So not concerned one bit. I mean, and I said before, the six players that haven't moved, Dev Smith won, he's been another... I agree. Williamson? Yeah, I mean, wasn't sold on him, but who knows? I mean, if he's there round one, we're probably going to have to select him, aren't we? I mean, there, there was a lot to come back into the Carlton team. Like, off the top of my head, Petrescu, Seaton, Murphy, Marchbank, Plowman, and three of those four I just mentioned are also defender-type players as well. So Williamson could actually be in jeopardy just with those. But then they had a whole uh, host of others missing. Obviously, Cripps was missing, and and um, other bits and pieces sort of here and there too. I mean, they didn't have their whole sort of key forward line either, but there were at least three defenders that didn't play in this game, and he only was able to put out 52 points from 83%. Is that it for Carlton? Hey, Brett's boy Cam Paulson played. <laughs> Are we not going to mention the number one player on the ground? Yeah, uh, you want me to talk about Sam Walsh? He talked it. I mean, he scored 75 from 45% game time, Corey. Jack Martin. Oh, no. Well, I'll talk about Jack Martin. Corey, he had nine touches and scored 75 in 45% game time football. He went at 55% by foot. He's, yeah, but did you see his impact on the game, Corey? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Seven out of his nine touches were contested. I'll tell you now, now if there was a bit of super coach bias, it was towards this guy here. 75 in 45% from nine touches. Like, he's going at, like, uh, I don't know what my quick maths is like, Corey, but that's probably, like, eight or nine, you know, points per touch. That's so fucking irrelevant. That, <laughs> you talk about points per minute, Corey, didn't you drop that stuff? Mate, he'll be away? having nine touches a game come the proper season, mate. If he's having nine touches a game and still scoring 75... He's not scoring then, 75 off nine touches a game in the normal season, Bombs. Look you, out when he scores some big points. Dig out of the new recruits' ass, because if this was any other team, you'd be fucking... Oh, fucking your shit. Well, he's electric, Jack Martin. I don't know what you're saying. Hey, hey Sam Walsh. He's, Sam an electric, Walsh he's an electric player. I'm not going to lie. But he's Sam Walsh on the weekend, Corey. He scored 100. And that's just going to be the first of 2200s this season. He's a gun. The kid's a freak. <laughs> oh, 28 touches, man. There's only one not... kid his age that's better, and that's Matty Rao. I'll tell you now, the thing with this Walsh guy, though, I mean, he's so shit in terms of disposal efficiency, I reckon. Just can, like, and you know what? That'll iron out over time. But if he can actually start to use the ball, fair he can Corey, he could average 110 this year. I'm actually not even joking. I'm not even putting Mayo on that. (sighs) He's good. There'll be be some people who start him. I can't wait. Good on him. I I won't even condone people to do it. But fuck, I mean, if if you've done it and we're sitting at round 10 and he's averaging like 106, 
I would just be like, I can't say I'm that surprised. James Aish kind of looked like a new player out at Freo. A lot of those lifeline players look good. Him and my buddy Blake Akers, I mean, they played an undermanned Carlton team, but I thought they looked good out in that footy field. They, they did, and you know, you know what the best part of this game was? Hit me. The, the game style. From I mean, Rio. the most underrated or least spoken about thing when it comes to the Fremantle Dockers this preseason has been the fact they haven't got fucking Ross the Boss sitting there as, as head coach, and they've got Longmire, and he's come across from Collingwood, and what did Collingwood do, Corey? They play a very possession-friendly game, yeah, and, and it's... You know what? You, you do a bit of reflection, and you go. Does it actually surprise you that they had a lot of players with a lot of numbers? Well, this is what I said. They're going to be the most. They're going to be the most. One of the. I remember back in the Freo podcast. They're going to be the, one of the most exciting Supercoach teams to watch this year. I have to. I have to agree. Yeah. I have to agree. I mean, you look at Brayshaw. You look at Chera. I mean, Connor Blakely. Remember him two years ago? Yeah. And then you know, there's a get lot the- of taking the game on, like that. Take your mark, hold it up, go. There's the handball, run in, inside 50. And no matter who speaks to the people at Frio, they got a very consistent message that comes out of that camp. And when it comes to the midfield, and it's that Brayshaw and Chera, that's where they'll be playing. And the best part of this, I think, is uh, Fife and Walters, I mean, they're going to just relinquish some of this control to this, you know, Brayshaw and Chera and some of the younger brigade here. I mean, Blakely pushed up to a wing and sort of did a good job. I mean, Acres, we saw, you know, how good that was. You you spoke about Ash, or Ash, sorry. I mean, Sarong was a bit underwhelming, but the bloke scored 60 from 56%. Like, what more did you want? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, just have a look at the the time on ground from Brayshaw. I mean, he scored 94 from 60%. I was going to say, my question was going to be, if he comes out and drops 100 with five in the team, how seriously are you going to look at him? At the moment, I've got Greenwood, and, and I'd... 110% 110% contemplating dropping Greenwood for Brayshaw. Yeah. He was great. There's been heaps of hype around him and Shira, but the eye test, man, how good did he look? Yeah. I, I liked Brayshaw a lot more than I liked Chera. And, and Chera was 89 from 67%. We need... Who do they play next week? Um, yeah, good question. Essendon. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. It just makes it so much harder because they've played an underman Carlton and fucking Essendon coming into the start of the season. It's, uh, um, yeah, it might be one of those things where, look, we've just got Dev, so we're probably all going to start Just Dev. go with one and wait to see, wait to see if he's top six. Just wait and see. Yeah. Look, certainly, certainly underpriced. You can certainly put him in that category. Are they going to make your money? Yeah, for sure they will. But, um, you know, yeah, yeah. It's a, how many of these guys can you run? You know, for the first time in many, many years, Corey, I've actually, I'm very much like your standard, um, you know, primo rookie kind of guy, but I'm genuinely like open to about ten of these players priced between like two fifty to five hundred. You're the mid price, mate. <laughs> I said a couple it's, of weeks ago. It's there's because they're not just mid prices that are looking to break out this year. There's a lot of genuine stars returning from injury. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's fuck. We got heaps there. Um, did they have Barca wrong? Did they have any other real rookies that took your fancy? No, nah, I mean Frederick was very disappointing, and he's got eleven from thirty percent. So 
and uh, I was, you know, gaining some optimism about him. I watched his highlights package and all that kind of stuff. Sam Sturt probably didn't do enough. I mean, 39 from 76, although he was burnt in the goal square for a nice, easy goal, so he may have been able to score 50. But I just think with Jesse Hogan out, Sam Sturt might end up being the lifeline on the bench. And, um, just a body. Yeah, just a body. So just keep your eye on Sturt, I reckon, next week and, and just see what happens there. But, I mean, yeah, in terms of rookies, that, that was about it, I think. How did, for some reason, I, yeah, that's right, Essendon round one, Sam Sturt could kick 10. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's, I was looking at the round one fixture, I wasn't looking at the preseason next week, shit, sorry, mate. Oh, um, thank you. Shit, hold on, well, this this might change things a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't, probably don't want to soak up too much time here, Corey, maybe talk okay. about something else while we get it. <laughs> No, no, no. We'll just sit in silence. It's what? You're sitting in silence? All right. Uh, intermission. <laughs> uh, they play West Coast, so they got the derby. Ah, yeah. See, that's better. they got the derby. On that's Saturday. what I want to see. I want to yeah. see Gaff knock his teeth out again. <laughs> that was Brayshaw. <laughs> yeah, that's who I want to see. Okay. Andrew Brayshaw. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, look, I think big watch list this week, though. I mean, everyone's going to be watching Acres. I think people should be more attuned to Blakely. And I'll tell you now, if you've ever seen the draft slide up, I'll tell you, we had um, we had our draft done real early. Um, I think it might even been before this game, or maybe just after the game, or something like that. And I've been getting Blakely in every draft league at the moment, so I think that's been the best kept secret so far. That's um, you're like my uh, fuck, who's the cunt from St Kilda? Who? Um, oh, Hunter Clark. Hunter Clark, thank you. His fucking face. Yeah, but, um, yeah that's like my Hunter Clark. Me and you. It's every draft. We're in the same draft. So notice you're just kind of like, I'm just Hunter Clark. Yeah. Um, but Acres, I mean, Luke Ryan's probably going to be in the watch list too. Brayshaw, Chera, I think Blakely, um, obviously Sarong, there's five people going to be looking at Walters, Sam Sturt, obviously. They are an incredibly relevant Supercoach team, I think, this yeah. year. And it all comes down to one man. Longmuir. 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 Um, not enough time for free, eh? Because you did say that we could spend spend two hours sitting here talking about it. Yeah, good, because we could probably talk about some other players too, but let's not. Uh, Richmond and Collingwood. Thoroughly enjoyed watching this game. Chalor, mate, there's your, well, that makes your job a little bit easier. There's an M5 gone. That's one M5 gone, only 18 remain now, so... Um, hey, now, there's a reason you've got him hot on your first upgrade list or upgrade list when he comes back, Bombs. Yeah, did say this the other day. If if the listeners don't remember, what year was it? Was it eighteen? Wasn't last year. Uh, I don't think. It was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, back into last year. Was it back into last year? Yeah. When he returned from the hamstring injury, and what did yeah, he do? He absolutely lift the joint up. So, yeah. uh, what's he done preseason, Corey? Yeah, he's got a bit of hammy sore. What's he going to come back from? Probably round two. Hammy. Get him on your radar. <laughs> nah, it's very very good. Darcy Cameron bumps. Wasn't that a clinic? Uh, I'll tell you now, if he's not in the team ahead of Cox, then there's a conspiracy theory going on there. Well, I was saying, we were talking about this in, in the Patreon the other day, and I'm just, I think he is going to make that team look so much better, um, and it's going to allow Grundy to do things like actually, you know, spend a little bit of time forward. Um, and he was dominant around the ground, man. He was good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kicked okay. two snags. Looks like a footballer. Unlike, I love Mason Cox, but... Actually, looks like a footballer. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe... He must have thought that Grundy was going, surely. 
I don't know. I mean, maybe he just was a big Collingwood man. I mean, Collingwood I'll... or Collingwood have promised him senior football that forward position. Yeah, there has to be something. You you are not leaving it Sydney that have no one where you are definitely getting full time football to a Collingwood team with Brody Grundy if you're not promised something. Sometimes the security of the contract, sometimes, you know, just the fact that you might be playing for the name Collingwood, it might just do things to people. Yeah, he was insanely good. Yeah, I mean, lock him in at Ruck too because Williams is available as a defender, so we're not going to have to choose between one or the other if they're both there round one. So, uh, sorry, not Ruck two, Ruck three, I mean. Um, so, yeah, lock him in. Um, what do we think about the people that might be contemplating Cameron at Ruck two and... Maybe the Williams guy from West Coast at Rough Street. Oh, it's so risky. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. like it because both could be out round two and then you're really fucked. Yeah, then you're fucked. So probably probably a no, I would have thought, yeah. is the uh, probably more intelligent path to go. Man, Jack Crisp, can he come back and be a top six defender this year? 118 no, think... off 63% and so much of that, like 2018, running off the halfback flank and just absolutely roosting it forward. You know what pissed me off when I uh, I said early last year that I've got a name for you. You know how I like to reveal the best, the new best backman every yeah. year. And I said to you, it's going to be Jack Chris. But when it came around to the Collingwood podcast, I fucking rid him off or retired him. I did something to him. Like I said, <laughs> I wasn't feeling it anymore. Maybe I had to stick with my gut instinct from 12 months ago. But um, look, it is a highly uncontested game, and I. Struggle to see Chris gathering that much ball in that little time in, a, in the season proper. He was probably best around for me, even with Darcy. I think we kind of got caught up in the Darcy Cameron hype. Um, yeah. Crispy was amazing. Was that a good hiccup there, mate? Yeah, that was a, yeah, it was a little hiccup. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, the most underpriced. No, not the most underpriced. How can I say this? There's a sleeper in drafts. There's a sleeper in classic teams, and what are you laughing for? I oh, know who you're talking about. Who am I talking about? Taylor Adams. 110%. He's going 110 this year, Corey. He's good. He was really Off. good. Fair income. Don't worry about Shaw. Don't, he's done his hammy. Don't worry. He's not even going to return from the hamstring. He's done for the whole year. His career's over. Don't worry about him, mate. But Beams, no longer present. You know, Pendles maybe just winding it down a little bit. Nah, he's definitely not. <laughs> Trelaw floating around doing Trelaw things I am so optimistic about Taylor Adams this season I'm not going to encourage people to start with him but can you please bump him up your sort of draft rankings I mean the only negative is he obviously can't string really 22 games together I think he the last time he got close was when we had him as a maybe a defender and he averaged about 110 and I think I might have even called that that year didn't I call yeah you did and um, this guy I've got so much love for some reason Taylor Adams I just love him yeah, Got him. he's a beast. He is. I mean, he can't use the ball for shit, but he just does enough of everything else. He tackles enough, gets enough contested possessions, he gets enough clearances, has enough of the pill just to get a respectable score week after week. And um, you know what? If I can revisit my Conwood Atlantic statement, Taylor Adams is a top six midfielder on the season. Hey, it's funny because you're massive on Adams and I'm massive on Pendles. Like, yeah. I am really, really big on Scott Pendlebury this year. I think he's not moving out of that midfield. I think he's going to have a... I think he'll be Collingwood's number one scoring midfielder. Mm. <laughs> I think uh, we're in for a good year. And then, especially with Trelaw going down, like, that kind of just kind of almost elevates the two of them, too. Yeah. It's only going to be a one-week thing, though, yeah, probably. I think, I think it'll be a couple more. 
You reckon you won't come yeah, back to round two, three? I reckon two? you're looking around three to four. I reckon they'll be a little bit cautious. Interesting. Yeah. What's our fixture like early, actually? I think it's pretty tough. What do I know? Let's have a look. Doggies. Oh, no. Nah, doggies and Richmond. Nah, he'll, he'll, he'll actually be back early. <laughs> he'll actually <laughs> play round one. <laughs> um, Mark Keane was bloody impressive off the halfback flank. Is the he Irish going to I don't think so. Yeah. But he was but, really good. Yeah, and, you know, I just I just talked up Lockie Ash, you know, 14 touches, scored like 80-something. It's exactly what Keane did on the day as well. So, um, really kind of super coach-friendly game he seems to have. But, you know what sometimes I like to do? I like to look at the jumper numbers, Corey. And uh, when they assigned him number 47, I think that Collingwood thought he may never play senior football in his life. Ah, he's an Irish lad, so they got to give him some shit number. It's it's a project, I'd imagine. The goalie second half was insane, too. Oh, the shitty? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Mate, if he goes and plays that full-time midfield role, Brett is... Actually, speaking of, speaking of you know, Brett a few times in this, in this podcast, right? you see his tweet the other day, he put up a poll and he yeah, goes... Yeah, it was today, it was today. Is it today? He goes, is the goalie the best player in the competition now or 2021? <laughs> um, you know who else really caught my eye, Bombs? Who? Nathan Murphy, down back. Uh, Come on, 45% game time, tall, really good at reading the ball, uh, great mark. Freak cricketer, too, by the way. Played under nine cricketer for Australia. Um, yeah, re- I was really, really impressed with him on the ground. And Jay Rantel early, too. Like, he didn't play much. Um, yeah. And everyone who'd been running Bianco for the year, I told you he would be playing round one. Just put a line through that. Yeah. You know, Murphy, 123k defender. We could, we could use more of these 123k's. Just be handy if one or two of them were a bloody midfielder, though. My yeah. God. I wouldn't be surprised if him Imagine found a way into that starting team. Imagine's a little bit more expensive, but um, yeah. Imagine's played senior footy, hasn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Check Imagine. Um, Jaden Short took my eye for um, Richmond. He was one that I like in draft leagues. I think you picked him up, didn't you? You prick. I I think I if we revisit the the Richmond podcast, I think I called him my draft yeah, slide. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and I picked him up in all drafts so far. I'm very happy with that and. Yeah. Uh, he can return to, you know, like that 90-plus average, very draft-relevant. Don't know if I'd be paying, you know, the 300-whatever-thousand, though, for him in the classic form. Though. One of the hardest teams where it can take you out of the weekend is Richmond because, what, they have six out, maybe more. Yeah, not only that, but even when they've got their full complement of team, is, their super coach spread of points is just so even. They Like, how many players would have averaged over 100 last year? Dusty? That's about it, I reckon. Or too many. Um, uh, uh, oh, no, no, and... Basher. Oh, Basher? Yeah. I think so, Cochin did too. No, nah, no way. No. Nah. I reckon Cochin averaged like 80. I think it was more than that. Cochin's a really bad Super Coach player. <laughs> Why is that funny? Oh, just whack Trent Cochin. Bro, the bloke's 429,000. There's no way he averaged 100 bucks. Oh, obviously, you know, he's poor Blake. Actually, he's just... his feelings. Oh, no, he listens to this podcast. Yeah, well, if he, if he did, mate, he should pull his finger out. <laughs> Uh, Marlon Pickett just doing Marlon Pickett Pickett things too you know some people I heard were actually quite disappointed because he only scored 61 they're going oh my god why be even starting this guy on field mate 12 of his 14 touches were contested and he had 7 clearances it's an absolute lock to start on field every week on the fan footy thing you know when they give you the Muppet you know for the real bad turnovers he had 7 of those 
So from 14 touches, he's had seven Muppets and still scored 60. So, I mean, he's up because he's not pulling out seven Muppets every game. He's a gun. Collier Dawson too. Yeah, probably write that one off. Yep. He'll, he'll, he'll get some senior footy this year. He may. Yeah, they'll give him a couple of games. Yeah, he may. Yep. And your um, boy, Shikam Boltigo. Oh, he, mate, he was great out on the ground. He looked really good. I'm really considering him. Maybe he's going to do Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Every time we touch the ball, man. Just like, shut your mouth. Electric. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> the fumes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been, it's been a long day. Um, question? I think just Any in case people here? are going to... People will probably crack it um, if I don't say Presti also averaged over 100 last year. So, Oh, mate, the Richmond Nuffies will come after you for sure. Oh, they, they would hunt. Like, no one's been hunted before. Yeah. Mate, you're, I reckon the Essendon supporters are bad. I hate to see how the Richmond supporters are going to go at you. Uh, you know, just now that I've just said the word Presti are, <laughs> from round 15 onwards last year, do you know how good he finished the season? He went 94, 125, 104, 97, 128, 131, 107, 121, 116. And now he's That's in year five. He's made his way into impact calculations. That's yeah. right. Take Trulaw off and put uh, Presti on. All right. <laughs> Very good. You ready for the um, Patreon questions? Go for it, mate. Oh, beautiful. Uh, we'll start with this one. As a lifelong Collingwood, Collingwood, as a lifelong Carlton supporter and expert, how have you not recognised the fact that Lockerty will have a severely reduced kick-out percentage, less acting explosive role, and will have to share the defensive rebound role with multiple other talented rebounding defenders that weren't around when Doherty actually had knees and was elite? Taking all this into account and the oh. fact that he's kneeless and will play less game time, what makes Bomba think Doherty can clearly be top six when he clearly won't be? That's from your mate, Dad. He's a cockhead, that does. Um, I'll tell you now, Doherty has never played with the, the new kick-in kick rule, and on the weekend, he played on three out of four kick-ins that he took. Now, the, the weakness, now if you paid any attention to the football, Dazza, you'd understand that Carlton's biggest weakness probably last year and uh, certainly in the practice game on the weekend was just their ability to hit targets by foot. Doherty, pre-injury, was the most reliable kick in this team. Without, There's no question in my mind. So I made him such a good super coach player. I mean, there is no doubt in my mind he'd be taking increased, well, not increased, but he'd certainly be at least matching the kick-ins he was taking. People love to step to the side to use the ball, and there's no doubt in my mind, particularly in the early part of the season, that the players love him that much. They will feed him the ball at every given opportunity. I half agree that he won't be as, what's the word, courageous, potentially, in terms of his stupidity acts. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, going, just throwing his uh, sort of body, running back with the fly to the ball. He was very good at that and, you know, taking, you know, some intercept positions and that sort of stuff. He'll probably lose that. And that, that's okay. But the last season of football he played, what he averaged? Like 114, 116. I'll tell you now, you take away one of those kind of marks per game and he's still probably averaging 105, 106 plus. And that's what I'm expecting from him this year. I'm expecting low hundreds kind of average and I'm not going to pass the opportunity to pay 436K for a bloke who's going to do that. Very professional. That's a nice ball for length and just straight back over the ball's head. Um... 
All right, Bombs, with the supercoach name Bombs Express, in quotation marks, which is clearly carry, carried over from the bedroom being really quick and all, <laughs> are you going to do any justice to that name of being a half-decent at supercoach, or will you be more puffing Billy again, hashtag ring-a-ding-ding, brother, it's the king, also from that? <laughs> I mean, fair, fair income. Um, I mean, my bedroom game is relatively quick, Corey, but... <laughs> You know what? What's wrong with that? I mean, who wants to fuck? Who wants to have a sesh for half an hour? My name's not fucking Brett. Um, and oh, mind you, Brett's probably put in about six sessions in the half hour too, just just quietly. Uh, if Brett's uh, Brett's super coach score in the bedroom, he'd be averaging one hundred and thirty this year. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd captain Brett, and he'd be worth about nine hundred and seventy-four thousand. I would have thought. Um, I mean, that's that's not a relevant super coach question, is it, Corey? Uh, I don't know. There's actually no look. The point is this. The Bombs Express nickname all came about because I was a freight train that year, Corey. I nicknamed myself the freight train, just giving people shit. I just said I was going to run you over, wasn't going to run out of steam. And you know what? That's exactly what happened. So the name just kind of stuck, didn't it? Yeah. Choo-choo. Let's get back on board. Just all right. make sure I've got enough coal in the uh, engine. Uh, Stevens 362. Naismith looked decent in March 1. If he backs it up, is there any chance we could start him and use him as cash to bulk up other areas? Yeah, we kind of discussed that. I think the only way you can do it is if you've got a plain Cameron, uh, Ruck 3, and probably you need Williams at, you know, uh, Defender, you know, whatever, you know, 6, 7, 8, whatever it is. Because if one of them get dropped, you might be able to trade out another rookie to kind of fling them into that kind of position and all that sort of crap. So I realistically, I think you want Cameron, Williams, um, and... Uh, Naismith all lined up round one, and you want to be confident that who's uh, I always forget his name Sinclair. Sinclair. You want to be confident that Sinclair's probably gone for at least a few months, because uh, if he's not guaranteed to be up for a few months, that could turn nasty very quickly. Yeah, it's uh, you can't because you can't guarantee they're just going to play Sinclair forward either. Correct. Um, Payne O two O. So last week, Bombs talked up Sam Sturt. He was a bit, bit of a flop. I just checked the team sheet and he has listed as Sam Sturt. Sam Sturt. That's not bad. Trying to work out some cheap rookies is currently trying to run six primos in the midfield. So can you guys give us three rookies priced under 124k from each line who you think will make your team? Thanks for the great banter. Shit, I wish I'd read this question. That's all right. You'll just probably end up agreeing with me. I think back line, we've got Will Gould, uh, Greaves, and Williams. Yep. Yep. Midfield, there's obviously Marlon Pickett. Um, I've got Buderick, even though he's mid-forward eligible. Yeah, got him there too. Um, and then currently I've got Warner and Marnie sitting there, but yeah. I really don't know what's going to happen. Marnie's not playing. i got McHenry, but I think he's injured again, isn't he? McHenry got injured, yeah. yeah. McAdams not injured. I always get those two confused. And in the forward line, um, this guy who wants three, that's going to be a stretch because I've only got Rankin and King uh, sitting in mine at the moment. But, I mean, Buderick's technically a forward, so is Marnie. Um, I think Essendon will play Mosquito round mosquito. one. Mosquito? Yeah. yeah. Do you really want to be picking? You've got uh, uh, Cherry, too, as the ruck forward as well. I think that, uh, you know, albeit with Benny, uh, big Benny Brown, that mm. Cherry could play some games, too. The only worry is when that Ben Brown's back, if Cherry's not setting the word on fire, he's first out. Yep, that's absolutely correct. And I'm still quite optimistic about what Sturt might have to offer as well. He... He could be like that. Um, who was the St Kilda fellow with the tats we had last year? Matty Parker. Yeah, Parker, yeah. Could be a situation like that. You might get a 70 year or there, but you might end up Just, with a few. Like, well, you'll get, it, you'll get it round one, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
So, um, yeah, look, there's actually some name. There are some names there. Whether or not we get them or not is, um, yeah, it's another thing. Um, uh, and sorry, there was an, uh, an add-on to that question, Bombs. What rookie are you talking out for round three of the Marsh Cup? <laughs> um, oh, that's a good call. I well, I think anyone that I've already kind of spoken about, I think. Ash is going to be a big bolter, I think, at this point. I think he's just going to light it up again. But again, he's he's 193,000. But if you if you're after one of these uh, cheaper guys, I think we see another solid performance from Budrick this week, and he's just going to rock it. Let's uh let's catalogue this Budrick. How much? Uh, 29% at the moment, actually. Geez, very highly. Yeah, done. I thought it'd be high because he's 106 and he played well. Yeah, but that might even you know go up towards 50. You know. Yeah. It's going to be hard to find the cash. Uh, right now, I've currently got uh, Caleb Swag. Actually, you know who I saw you didn't say? Sparrow. Ah, yeah. Yeah. No, of course. They've got to forget Sparrow because he absolutely dominates. See, you know what happens when um, yeah, you go off. from like a week yeah. ago to... Is this better? Is my mic better now? No, you've been fine the whole time. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, Sparrow is one to watch, but again, he's one of these another 180... Yeah. The oh. price is just so awkward. Edgy might just switched up then, to be honest. <laughs> Switch up? Yeah, no, it's all right. Just changed up. You're right. Yeah. Um, uh, Benny Rothberg, who is Bombs Express's M5 currently? Uh, the Bond. And he's been there for a little while, the Bond. Yeah. Uh, what did you do to your mic, too, by the way? You've just completely changed. Is it a lot better? Yeah, it's clearer. I've actually worked out that the, the, the very professional system I bought here, you know that? Yeah, you know, yeah, I know that was actually unplugged, I think, for the majority of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you're just getting me audio from whatever my Mac was picking up here. And I've just noticed the cord was out and I thought, oh, shit, I better plug this in. So if it's come up a lot better, I apologize. You're a, yeah, it wasn't bad. You're a lot clearer. You sound completely different. Um, Millsy, uh, mid most likely to burn me if I start without them. Currently have five primo mids with no Crips, Neil, Fife or Titch. 30k in the bank. Who's going to hurt him the most out of not starting those four? Crips, Neil. Yeah. Crips, easy. I think think. it's Crips, easy too. You look at the way he started the year last year, and if he could start the year in similar fashion, then you're you're a dead man walking. Uh, Hot shame. Taranta out to four to five months with Rico. Haitley is 300k. Looked great on the weekend and seems to be next in line. Anyone have the... Minerals to potentially start with at M6, assuming we're all going five deep in the mids. Cheers, lad. Nah, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll bump him up my draft order, and Corey is three picks until my pick, so I'm hoping he actually doesn't get taken off the board because he's actually my next pick in, uh, in our Keeper League, actually. Yeah. Uh, Frogger's first question... Um, actually, I don't mind that. Frogger's question was about um, Naismith. You reckon he can be like Wits at all? Remember when Wits was 200k? Could you yeah. see? What, what can he average? What's, what's a Naismith's, Naismith's, Naismith's ceiling if he's solo ruck? Yeah, because he's a ruckman, he can, he can do 90 plus. I think any ruckman should be able to go 90 on the year, to be honest. Um, I don't think it's realistic. I mean, there were a few other factors that sort of played into Wits. The fact that he'd come across from another club. The fact that when he did that, he was actually quite mature as well, wasn't he? Um, although Naismith is mature, I guess, but he wasn't going to be competing with anyone either, there was he? At that at that point no in time, injury history to worry about yeah. either. And he'd come over as the number one ruck, yeah. whereas Naismith may 
just be getting it just because of injuries at the moment, and that's probably the difference between the two. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Luke Ryan, think Freya ball moving kick-ins helps viable option or trap? Um, you know, it's interesting because if they play a faster brand of football, you would expect that he would be involved with the ball less, wouldn't you? Because he's not going to be that run, carry, dash, sort of link up kind of through there. But what it does do mean, what it does mean is that if he's playing that kind of anchor intercept role, if they're going to move the ball faster, it means they're going to turn it over more. And if the teams want to counter punch, then Ryan might actually have more opportunities to intercept. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, I think it'll help him if they go quicker. Because I, I think, think he, he's a fantastic mark and there'll be a lot more uh, mark, let's go, play on, kick along. Yeah, I think it does help him because of the reason I just explained, that yeah. kind of counter punch. He's kind of the only guy sitting there. Marks, intercept marks. And he, aver- he still averaged like 95 last year, though. Like, yeah, he was so disappointing at the back end, though. <laughs> can he do 110? No. Nah. I don't think he can either. He's yeah. um, like a poor man, Sicily, I reckon. Oh, so I'm not even that optimistic about Sicily, though, but that might be a story for another day. Um, I, I can't do it just purely based on the name myself um, and the fact that you've got – I mean, you've got Laird for like five grand more. I mean, you know, I just feel, what, 142.7% more confident. <laughs> it's awfully could specific. definitely be your first upgrade target, though. Yeah, he, he could come in. He could come into calculations, but I, I'm probably not going to want to be starting the year with him. Um, and his last question, worth thinking about, M. Hibbard, Essendon, in as a looper early on who should get games later. I don't like, I don't like that. No, theory. I don't like it. Yeah. Don't like it either. You uh, never, you never pick players at the hope that they'll come in later, because by the time they've come in, even if you've got someone shit who's only made you 100 or 150k, that's still cash in a downgrade. You're just wasting money. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And even 150k is worth the trade. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think 100k is almost worth the trade yeah. sometimes too. It's, especially if you're zero, you just fall. You fall too far behind doing the zero. Mm-hmm. I remember freaking hell. I can't remember who it was, but we got to a massive argument a couple of years ago because mm-hmm. one of those. Actually, I do know who it is now. One of those Twitter pages was condoning taking in um, the zero for someone who was injured or something, a rookie, and I was just like. You're a fucking idiot. Um, Steve, time to shine. Uh, oh, no, he was just answering that question. Freaking hell. I hate this. Uh, this is the first game of round two. Uh, that's it. That's it for questions. Nice and easy. Too easy. Hey, I want to give a shout-out to the community, Corey. You know that, um, you know the group? Yeah, yep. Yeah. You know, I did a quick count today, and I didn't get through all the way because I actually had to do something at work today. I got to about 720, and there were still more to count people involved. So we've broken record by a fair country mile. So I think we had you know 400. Did you say? We had about 400 odd last year in the group, and we're at 700 plus at the moment. What are we putting up for a prize? There's got to be there's got to be a major prize in there. Maybe we need to speak about this off air, Corey, before we yeah. get ourselves into anything legal here, mate. Um, but there'll look, be a prize those... pack. I don't care. There'll be a prize pack for the winner. Well, I'll sort out terms and conditions. If you're winning the group, there'll be a nice little prize pack coming your way. Um, so then the code for the group, if you want to get in on it, 
Let's let's see if we can hit a thousand. We've got a couple of weeks to go. Let's see if we can get another three hundred. So, look, even if your mates and stuff don't listen to you know this podcast, whatever, just give them the group code anyway. There's no harm in it. Um, the code's one nine six two three four. That's one nine six two three four. Yeah, and if you're good enough, I mean, you might as well be in the group because you're going to win some awesome prizes at the end of the year now, thanks to Bombs Express. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add? No, I mean we've got our we've got a draft podcast this week. So obviously, if you've stuck around, listened to this podcast, you know that this is kind of you know the wrap up and reviewed sort of to next week. But um, come Thursday, we going live, Corey? Is that confirmed? Yeah, I think we're going live. Um, we're going live, which I'm not a fan of. I told you that because now people are gonna you know steal my picks and all the rest of it. But whatever, we'll go live and um, we'll see what happens there. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Particularly if you've got a keen eye for draft, we'll kind of talk through all selections. Um, you know, upcoming selections, you know, positional kind of things and all that kind of crap. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do a draft and, yeah, go pretty hard at that. Uh, any nudity if we go live? Uh, you may get a nip slip, but I, I will charge. Okay, beautiful. All right, Alist, on behalf of Bonds and myself and a big fuck you to Brett, um, big thanks and our Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. Peace out, community, and thanks oh, for listening. Oh, whoa, no, whoa, 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 no. whoa, 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 whoa. We did not drop Corey. Now, now this is an extra. This is an extra. Because when I start talking, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, I forgot uh, I was meant to say something like that. Do you want to, you know, or maybe I'll just let you run with this. There was something that was sent through by Dylan that we may have agreed yesterday, and he said, don't forget to mention it on the podcast. Oh, fuck, I forgot already, so you might as well. Okay. Well, so for all our Patreon members, I think it's all, or is it just tier three? I think it's all. If now, Oh, no, it, no, yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 No, it was all. It was all. All Patreon members. Now, we understand, you know, it's, we, we, month, there's a monthly fee kind of associated and all that kind of stuff. Anyone that had signed up to this point, obviously, we're into March now so that, you know, the payment would have gone through all the rest of it. You're guaranteed, obviously, to get in a league um, with one of us here. And um, what, what, we've, uh, what we've decided to do is, you know, we like to celebrate the start of the year at some point. It might even be six rounds in. Who knows? We like to have an elite night. So anyone that uh, stays subscribed, you know, through to might be the 1st of April, 2nd of April, yep. whatever it is. Um, if you still remain subscribed from the original subscribers, yep. we'll invite you out for a night out in the city. You can come have a chat with a super coach. We'll watch a game, you know, whatever it is. And oh, good... fucking Essendon as well. Back it in. I'm yeah. Not... <laughs> we'll so try you can, come, you can come and have a pot shot at me as well. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's for Patreon members, obviously, who are – current subscribers obviously if you move over you know for the next month or stay subscribed for the next month we'll uh we'll have those details sent out to you in due time yeah i think we're gonna go new subscribers too are we going new subscribers yeah as well if you sign right. up for april there you go you'll get an invite as well, well you, ha- you had to have then signed up by the the last day of march and yep. march is a 31 day month something isn't? like that yeah Whatever it is, whatever the last day of March is, you've got to be signed up and uh, ready to go. And, yeah, we'll send out some invitations and come April. Yeah, there's more chance of me buying you a beer if you're an original patron. Sign up, so. I'll tell you now, there better be a chance of these these bloody followers buying us a beer, mate. I'll tell you what, I, I don't want to crap on too much, but I have absolutely loved the Patreon to date. Yeah, no, I agree. It it's been good fun. I've been more engaged than I thought I would be, to be honest. Yeah. And I've learned to semi-half-respect some people in the community. I think that's been the key learnings for me, Corey. 
<laughs> and I've just loved alligator blood. So, um, again, on behalf of Bombs, myself, uh, the Elitist family, and all our patrons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elite. Peace out, community. Fuck Brett, and thanks for listening.